Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor Digitex. Chorus uses Digitex for their copiers and printers and their services outstanding. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place in Ice District. First hour of the show today, we had Elliot Friedman on, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, and Wayne Gretzky, who finished up his career at the New York Rangers. Uh, Dave Maloney, longtime Rangers broadcaster, former Rangers player, will be joining us in less than 20 seconds. We'll also have... Kevin Radomski on from the Oil Kings organization. they got a pair of games here this weekend, including uh, a Don Cherry-themed jersey night tonight when the Oil Kings play Calgary. Uh, by the way, Sunday, Cameron Hebig, the Oilers signed him as a undrafted 20-year-old, uh, and they actually uh, burnt a year of his ELC when they did the deal, made the announcement a couple months ago. Uh, Cameron Hebig and the Memorial Cup host, Regina Pats, will be at Rogers uh, Place. We'll also talk to Serge Lajoie, head coach of the number two ranked Alberta Golden Bears. They host Saskatchewan this weekend at Claire Drake in the Claire Drake Arena at the uh, Canada West Championship. Both teams, by the way, have already qualified for the upcoming U Sports University Cup. All right, uh, without further ado, pleased to be joined by a man who played several years for the New York Rangers and has been involved in their broadcasts uh, for two decades plus. We welcome back to Oilers now, Dave Maloney. Dave, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Uh, we had Wayne on uh, in the previous uh, uh, half-hour cluster uh, to talk a bit uh-huh. about the, the Holinka Gretzky uh, tournament that's going to take place right. with them this summer. What do you remember about Wayne's time with the New York Rangers? Well, I, I mean, I, I remember him uh, being Wayne uh, in, in both on and off. He always had that presence, right? And, I mean, it was probably fitting that he he finally end up where he ended up in New York. Um, I think <clears throat> he had a wonderful series I can remember against Ford in the playoffs. And, yep. and I know at, at one point, um, you know, I think the Rangers. I think it was what was it ninety seven or you know they were a pretty good team with Messier and he or that, uh, but just couldn't quite get it done uh you know the devils were the devils and different things like that so he you know i certainly played against him um i remember hearing about him very very young uh the quebec peewee tournament and uh and certainly uh was honored to play in the same you know generation of uh, a real good player and a real good ambassador for the sport yeah uh you're about five are you about four or five years old in wayne just off, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I am. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking because you you played in Kitchener, right? In the, in the uh, yeah, I did. 
I did. And yeah. Wayne, Wayne came. So I you're remember. already you're already established as a you know a legitimate you know top four NHL defenseman with the Rangers when the Oilers came into the uh, National right. Hockey League. Like, uh, could you sense early in their embryonic stages that they were going to be a pretty special group? Well, it, it didn't take long. I remember when they came in uh, 79-80. Um, we spanked them pretty good at the Garden, I remember, one night. Um, and then I do remember thinking that that probably wasn't going to last very long. You know, um, they were, you know, they were quickly, very quickly, um, and it helps when you have the catalyst like Gretzky, right? Yeah. And then the, the cast that was surrounded. Um, you know, I remember, you know, I, I remember in Herb Brooks's, you know, and we were pretty good in the early 80s. We just couldn't beat the Islanders. And coming into Edmonton, you know, that was getting right into the wheelhouse of who they were going to be. And, you know, keeping Wayne to a point was, you know, a point or two was a bit of a moral victory. And uh, and they were just, you know, I mean, they were, I, I happened to play at the tag ends. I caught Montreal at the tag ends of their great run. Yep. Uh, it was right in the middle of the Islanders and their great run. And got you know involved against the Oilers as their great run was just beginning, and each of those dynasties seemed to have you know distinct distinct way of of who they were, and and Montreal to me were a little bit like the Yankees. They just had that tradition, and they were you know they were they were the Canadians and the Islanders. I remember we had so many battles against them where you, where you walked away thinking you should have won the game, but they always found a way to win and. And then the upstart, arrogant Oilers come along, and they never touched the puck, and they basically laughed at you while they had it. And you had Glenn behind the bench with that smirk of his. And it was all very, very interesting to have had the opportunity to um, experience you know, probably the last three great dynasties of the league. Yeah, I remember in 84 when you guys lost in five to the Islanders last year. I, right. You know, you know I wanted the Oilers so badly to get another shot at the Islanders. I mean, I was a kid, right? Like, I wasn't even 20 yeah, at right. point, but as a, right. an Edmontonian, I wanted another crack, and you guys, I think Beck got hurt in game, uh, was it flatly? Right. Was it flatly that gave him a shoulder? Yeah, I hit him in game one, uh, game, uh, hit him in game four, I think. Yeah. He went yeah. back to the Islands for game five. Yeah. Yeah. And that one and went then, to uh, right. Kenny Morrow. Yeah, Ken Morrow scored in overtime, and then, uh, you know, and then you know what's interesting? Uh, they retired, or they had a celebration for uh, Glenn. Was that two years ago? Out there, a great, uh, yeah, uh, a great deal. And we were, you know, some of us were invited to, to come along and participate. And you know, it's interesting when you listen to those guys tell all their stories and and everything about life as a winner. Rarely do the stories have anything to do with the actual game <laughs> you know it's interesting to hear the, the relationships that were established this the stories within the stories and the camaraderie and uh that, that's what i came away with um listening to that night when glenn was honored you know they all you know coffee and all the great those great oilers all were speaking but i was really impressed by just the stories and the camaraderie and uh, different things so i think a lot of times the game gets too caught up in the X's and O's and forgets about the people part of the business. And, you know, the winners certainly have great people stories to tell. We're joined by Dave Maloney, longtime Rangers broadcaster, Bob Stoffer with you to Oilers now. I watched your game against uh, the Canucks the other night. That was a great, 
great hockey game to watch. I mean, just up and down. Yep. And uh, the Rangers sure. basically playing uh, with, what, four rookie defensemen right now? Yeah, we're playing. Yeah, it's very, very young in the blue line. I mean, Rob O'Gara uh, has been a pro for a couple of years. Uh, he was acquired in the trade, but by and large, you're playing with four, uh, four defenders that yeah, they're young. Yeah, they're very young, and uh, um, you know, as a result, there's an awful lot of scrambling in the defensive zone. And Henrik was put to work uh, once again. And uh, you're right, Bob. It was a tremendously entertaining hockey game. But I know it's cliche to say the coaches probably didn't like it, but. Uh, you know, who cares? It was entertaining. It was two teams that are, you know, two two franchises that are going to be on the outside looking in and uh, trying to figure out moving forward. But it was an entertaining night. Uh, so New York's in uh, Calgary tonight, and then they're here in Edmonton tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Lundqvist going right. tonight? Is he going tonight? He's going tonight, and uh, Georgiev will go tomorrow night. So, um, you know, amongst the many things that have gone on with the Rangers, um, there, there were an awful lot of injuries had hit at the same time. Right. There were upwards to seven or eight regulars out. But um, the cast of characters has uh, changed quite rapidly from a Rangers standpoint. And Georgiev uh, is a Russian goaltender who you will see tomorrow night in uh, Edmonton. Has uh, two games, played fairly well, pretty impressive uh, um, look from the back, uh, but it won't be Hendrick. Hendrick will go tonight against the Flames. Well, you mentioned those injuries, and one of them is Kevin Shattenkirk, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, I, I he got moved to Washington last year, and I, I know some people uh, sort of interrelated into that agency, and Edmonton might not have been a bad fit for him down, not to, not to sign long term, but to maybe prop up some numbers down the stretch. Uh, but he's been hurt for New York and has had a tough year plus minus wise. And I mean, I don't know if there's a you played defense in the NHL blue line in. Right. I don't I don't know if there's a better offensive defenseman in the National Hockey League blue line in. I mean, he's a pretty gifted uh, playmaking defenseman. Yeah, he is, Bob. But I mean, there's still two other zones that you got to pay attention to, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's the. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to coach Kevin when he was 14 and 15, and yep. there's no doubt, uh, even at that young age, that he had he had the ability to see things and and move the puck. Uh, but you you still have to defend, and I, I think there are a couple things. Now, as it turns out, uh, he he was basically battling a knee injury from. Get go right, and and then I, I think what happened. The perfect spot for Kevin was really St. Louis. Um, you know, with that core of defenders and you know, really mobile defenders too. I mean, not just kind of guys that. Yep. So when you put him in there and you could pair him up with any one of three partners, then you're going to be okay. So a little different things. I think you got to be a little bit careful when you um, look at a guy. Now he comes on the market, and the market is what it is. And uh, but I, I think the Rangers are going to need more from Kevin Shattenkirk next year um, than what they uh, got this year. And here's to hoping that it really was the knee issue that kind of um, he was not he was not as good as this franchise is going to need him to be moving forward. How, uh, all right, uh, we'll get to a couple other guys that are hurt that are going to play mm-hmm. tomorrow in a second, but Edmonton has seen some of the greatest players mm-hmm. ever getting traded, and then there's also been guys that provide character and leadership as well. Maybe give us a comment on the, you know, Ryan McDonough moving in that deal to Tampa Bay and 
uh, sort of the impact that would have on the existing group that is uh, that is you know played their entire career with Ryan McDonough yeah. as a key leader. Well, there are a couple things here. This goes back to last year's playoff um, against Ottawa uh, was the first kind of red flag, according to management, that was raised about like the will of the club, the character of the club, the fight back of the club. Uh, they lost in six, and the, game six was really a... Um, Really, kind of something. If you're going to go down, you have to go down with a fight, right? Yeah. And uh, then over the course of this season, uh, it really, right from the, if there just seemed to be something missing with the the group, the chemistry, or whatever it was, and perhaps it run its course. And evidently, according to Glenn and and Jeff Gordon, it ran its course because there was a significant um, shakeup. And Ryan McDonough was front center of who these guys were for the better part of 10 years and that was really good stuff <laughs> you know i believe they if they haven't played the most playoff games they're right near the top in the last 10 years and they haven't won and i just um again i think and it was a devastating two weeks for this team they were only three points out right when glenn and and uh jeff made their public uh, acknowledgement or statement that things were going to change and they needed change and I think there were a lot when you observe what had gone on there were just too many nights that there was an awful lot of something missing and um, I did personally give them credit they said they were going to do it and so but you do move a, a key piece a key part for a guy like Lundquist a guy like Stahl particularly who go back a long way with a group that was very tight. Uh, and for the first time in his career, Lundquist is in a position where he's playing and there's really nothing on the line. So it's been a different time. Uh, they're, uh, they're all good guys. Nash is a tremendous pro. McDonough is a tremendous pro. JT Miller was a developing pro. Um, all important guys. And yet, evidently, um, the range manager didn't like what they saw and we're going to do something about it and they certainly did. All right, uh, one final question for Dave Maloney, who's mm -hmm. uh, worked for years in a variety of roles uh, with MSG Network and on the Rangers broadcast, former Rangers player. Uh, the, there's There were a couple significant injuries up front. Uh, one scary one with Chris Kreider, who I've always liked. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he has an elite processor, but he has an elite skill set. He can fly for right. a big man. Right. And the other one was Zibanejad missed a few games, and he was off to a hot start. Uh, just a, a comment on those two players and the ongoing maturation with Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, Bob, the, the thing with Zibanejad, Brandon Smith, and Kevin Shattenkirk were in less than top condition when they showed up at camp. Um, and you can't, you can't do that anymore. Um, and that set the, you know, so Zabanajad was playing. Now he got four, I think four of his first six goals were on the power play, something like that. Yep. Um, and he, there's no question, um, he has the tools and the skill sets to be a player that the Rangers need him to be. Um, Chris Kreider, from my um, uh, observation, it got too long wondering what he could be or wondering what he should be. Um, I kind of acknowledge that he was a hell of a player uh, who he was. Uh, 
Uh, he was going to get 25 to 30. Uh, and if there was one guy in the Rangers, had I been an opponent defender, that I wouldn't want him breathing down my neck, would have been Chris Kreider. And I think that became much more evident uh, when he was out of the lineup for 24 games. There was just not that threat that somebody was coming and they were coming hard. And Bushnevich to me, also, he got he got banged up a little bit in uh, against Toronto. He missed, I think it was eight games due to concussion kind of issues. He's come along nicely. He really is. He's playing, um, he's a little stronger um, as he's come along here. He's got great poise with the puck. He can make a play. And I think that that's the thing now when you look at guys, can they make a play in the helter-skelter existence that a lot of times is the NHL? And for me, as advantage, that certainly is that type of player. And Bushnevich um, is becoming a guy that, well, when you watch him, he does a lot of little things right. So I think the Rangers have, listen, if Zibanejad can be the guy um, and prepare where he needs to prepare, um, and Kreider be Kreider, Bushnevich continues to evolve, they certainly uh, do have some stuff to work with moving forward. Dave, uh, enjoy your time in our province. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, thanks an awful lot. Thanks for the call. You bet. That's Dave Maloney, longtime Rangers broadcaster, 122 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Jack Michaels in conversation with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who appears to be good to go tomorrow night against the Rangers. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Room on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton. Guests on the show gift certificates from the Japanese Village. Three locations downtown, south side, and north side. You can text us at 630 It's brought to you by West Lockport. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul. Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. All right, the Edmonton Oilers have assigned Ty Ratty back to Bakersfield. Uh, Condors, Ty gets into two games on his uh, recall, and uh, that's a pretty good sign that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to be good to go tomorrow night against the New York Rangers. Here's Jack Michaels in conversation with a, looks like he's returning, R&H. I've come back from injury before, so I know what it's like, and uh, I've been feeling good the past, especially the past couple of weeks. It's gained a lot more, and it's gained with the guys now, so um, definitely feeling good. Energy levels should be good. Um, the only thing, maybe take a little bit, maybe a couple shifts at the timing of the game, but I don't think it should uh, um, be too bad. Um, obviously, I played the first half of the year, so uh, yeah, I'm excited to come back. I want to want to be back in the lineup. It's been long enough, so um, definitely. Uh, excited to get back out there. Ribs are universally known as a particularly painful injury. Has the pain completely subsided? Um, I'd say mostly for sure. Um, I think there's still going to be lingering effects for uh, a while. Definitely the strength is all there and uh, they're healed up so I think it's just that scar tissue that's built up now and um, that'll break down slowly so uh, it's good right now. They're feeling good. They're feeling strong so uh, nothing to worry about. Cycle back for me six 
seven weeks, if you will. You know, a big win over Vegas, and the club at that time still feels very much like there's a chance. How frustrating was it for you to have to sit idly by as those chances started to dissipate? Uh, yeah, it was definitely tough. Um, just at the point of the year, we needed to make a push right at that point. So uh, for, for me not to be able to be out there and uh, help the team out, it's, uh, it's definitely tough to watch. And uh, it's tough to watch whether you win or lose, but uh, especially at that time when you're struggling, it's, uh, it's not fun just being in the stands. And um, at first, didn't think it was going to be um, as bad as it was. Uh, obviously, it came back and uh, found out how bad it was. So I uh, definitely disappointed, but it's um, been a long recovery, a long process, but uh, happy to be back. Personally, is it frustrating because you were having such a good year at the time? A little bit too. I mean, you, you kind of get momentum and you get confidence back in your game, and um, especially after last year. I mean, obviously didn't produce the way I wanted to, and started to come out with a little bit more confidence this year and uh, play a little more offensive, um, offensively minded. And uh, it's it definitely uh, sucks when you, you you get hurt when you're you're feeling good out there. But it's one of those things. It's uh, you can't control it. So. Uh, I want to be able to pick it up uh, where I left off and um, uh, be uh, able to produce and uh, help with the team any way I can. That's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who again appears to be slated to return for the Oilers tomorrow against the New York Rangers, who are in Calgary tonight. So the Rangers will be playing the second of a back-to-back, very inexperienced blue line, as you heard Dave Maloney say. Our, our trivia question had to do with the Rangers' blue line. Uh, the question was, name the former teammate of Darnell Nurses with the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, that is a Tampa Bay first-round draft choice on his third NHL team uh, that is on the Rangers' D, and the answer is Anthony D'Angelo, and the winner was, Brendan? K. Chun. Well, congratulations to K. Chun. Kevin Radomski, Oil Kings Director of Business Operations. The Oil Kings have two home games coming up. Tonight is Don Cherry Jersey Night for the Kidney Foundation, uh, and then I believe it's Autism uh, Night against the... Regina Pats, who are hosting the Memorial Cup. So Kevin Radomski and Serge Lajoie, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, they're hosting the Canada West Final against Saskatchewan. They're coming up after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.